Welcome everyone to the Kingdom Capitalist Show, the podcast to help you as a Christian business owner, entrepreneur, investor, really use your life and business to advance God's kingdom. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind, and really, really looking forward to the guest that we have on today's show. He started a company called Life and Air, um, and really it is a, it's a strategic coaching company, but I love the vision of um, really being wealthy and rich in life and experiences. Um, a great family man, a great mentor. So everybody, welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Cook. Alice, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Listen, man, so really grateful to have you here. And I do want to, before we kind of get into the whole show, to pray and to ask God to bless his time. But before we, before I even pray, um, tell us a little bit about man, who you are, where you're at in the country, um, and uh, we'll get into your business in a minute, but, but who is Steve? <laughs> uh, well, I, as, as you shared, you know, one of the things that's most important to me is just being a family man. I, I have been so blessed by the things that God has given to us. Um, I'm a person who, for the next 10 years of my life, is really focused on uh, the ministry of raising my boys. And, you know, I have 10 years, but my boy is still in the home and uh, really want to dedicate my time to being there and nurturing them. I, we, we currently live in Baraboo, Wisconsin, but we are moving to Knoxville, Tennessee. And the number one reason we're moving is for, is for my boys and to put them into the environment that we desire to be in, uh, you know, for, for school, for, for church and, and everything. And, uh, I, you know, I just feel so blessed with the businesses that the Lord has blessed me with that it gives me the opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm so looking forward to kind of hearing that conversion because I know that wasn't always the case that there was a time or season in your life where, you know, work was all consuming and it was hustle more and grind harder and do more deals. And guys really changed that perspective and how you're just helping people really think about life in a different way. And so um, I want to ask God to really bless his time. And man, let's get in. Uh, I'm really looking, I think our audience are going to love this show. So um, if it's okay, I'm going to pray for us. Yeah. God, we just pause to give you thanks for this time, this opportunity, and um, Lord, thank you for Steve, for uh, just the transformation that's taken place in his heart and mind and life. Um, even love hearing just right now already his love for his kids and his family, and God, I know that that is a kingdom that you have called us to be um, stewards of and, and uh, to really treat that and really honor that, um, that that is a treasure, God, that you've given us to really, to really multiply and maximize. And so um, I pray that this, this time together would help us uh, really be better leaders of our family, of our lives, of our resources. God, so that your name may be made great. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, man. So let's get in. So uh, tell us a little bit first, what is Life in Air? And then I want to go back and kind of get your story. So, well, life and air is, I'll just start with the word and just sort of define it. You know, it's sort of like millionaire or billionaire. When we hear a millionaire or billionaire, it's somebody who has a lot of money is, you know, the way that we would interpret it. And life and air is somebody who has an abundant life. Hmm. And that was a word that the Lord gave to me back in August of 2003. And uh, I was actually just praying the prayer, Lord, what is it about this word millionaire that just grips the hearts of so many people? Why do they want that so much. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know how many people uh, can hear sort of an audible word from God, but I had sort of an audible word from God that day where he just said, well, what they really want to be is a life and air. 
And I was like, life of what? Can you spell that for me? And I was writing this word down. And, uh, and he just basically shared with me what they want and what they truly desire is to have an abundant life. And uh, the moment that he gave me that word, um, I had to go through a process myself of learning what that meant. What did it really mean to live and experience an abundant life? And I, I just felt like he took me on this roller coaster ups and downs that, and was just preparing me to be able to take this message out to others. I love that abundant. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like um, I, what you said there, that, that it is interesting, right? How millionaire or billionaire or whatever it is like uh, that is, it's a buzzword. It's a trend. It, most people don't even know what it takes to get there, but they see that it's a picture for them. And so, yeah, so you, so what now you're creating, what you're saying, you've created a company that really maybe um, shifts the framework a little bit for people to see that there is more to abundance. Uh, what we truly desire is to be wealthy and, and not just money, but other areas. Absolutely. And one of the things that I oftentimes say is that there are many millionaires out there, but few of them are life and heirs. Mm. But there are a few life and heirs, but many of them are millionaires. And, mm. it, you know, the, the focus isn't just on on the money side of things, but, you know, the whole point behind that is you can have plenty of money, but that doesn't mean you're going to have a great life. And without being intentional about living an abundant life, it's not going to just happen for you. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this. So uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So tell our audience and we're going to talk about, you know, life and air and what you're doing and how we can become life and airs as well. But let's go back to the starting point a little bit for you before God really spoke. Where were you at in life? What did business look like? What was happening? Well, I'll start out just as a, as a child. You know, I, my, my parents were divorced when I was four years old. And growing up, we were pretty poor. My mother was raising three boys on her own. My father wasn't there too often. For us, And one of the things that my mother continuously would say in our home was, you know, if we just had more money, life would be better. Hmm. And, you know, I didn't realize until later in life how much that conditioned me to think that, you know, if we had more money, life would be better. And I grew up with this, you know, entrepreneurial drive that I was going to be rich someday because I, I, I wanted to be happy. I wanted to have more. And and so that drive to have my own business and to become wealthy started at a pretty young age for me. And I, I went out and I, I did everything I could. Now, I grew up without Christ in my life. Um, we didn't go to church or anything. And it wasn't until later in life that I did come to know the Lord. But uh, I'll, I'll share with you that from a very early age, I had my own businesses. And I had my first restaurant and bar when I was 21 years old. Uh, I went under with that. I didn't, I didn't learn my lesson. I tried to do the same thing again when I was 25. I, I got my next one. And, and I thought for sure I was going to be rich after I bought that. And, you know, I came to find out that I was working 90 hours a week. And I was lucky if I got paid for one job when I was working two. And, you know, the last person to get paid there was me. But that led to a lifestyle of I was an alcoholic, I was drinking, you know, seven nights a week, uh, very heavily at times. Uh, it was leading to broken relationships. Uh, but that restaurant ended up going under as well. And after it went under, I remember just going off and, and getting a job. And for a little while, I was, I was happy just to have a paycheck coming in. 
and uh, there was this sort of piece that every couple of weeks there was there was a check there, but that entrepreneurial drive was was real. It was still there, and I I was really getting antsy, being told what time I had to go into work, and I was doing stuff and you know for other people and and wasn't seeing the benefit of all the effort that I was putting in outside of receiving my check, but that entrepreneurial fire was just there. And so I knew I wanted to go off and do something else. And that was when I started looking back on how did I get into my restaurants in the first place? And I was, I desired to be a real estate investor and I was using creative real estate investing techniques to actually buy those restaurants the mistake that I made was I actually bought businesses and jobs rather than investments. And so I, I went back in and started exploring real estate investing. And at this point in my career, I had no money. My credit was completely shot. Um, I was deep in debt and I had no idea how somebody like me could possibly get involved with real estate investing. And through all of my research, I had come across the uh, type of investing where they said, you don't need any credit. You don't need to have any experience. You don't have to have any money. It doesn't matter if you're in debt, you know, but you, you can do this. And I said, well, I'm qualified because I'm all of those things. <laughs> and uh, it was wholesale flipping. Yeah. And I decided that that was what I was going to pursue. Uh, to make a long story short, I, about, it took me a while to get my first deal, but once I got it, that was it. I was off to the races. Um, it was about eight months to get my first deal. It didn't take me more than a week to get deal number two. And uh, I averaged a deal a week for many years to come. And buying more than 50 houses a year, upwards of 60, 65 houses in a year is what I was, was, what I was buying. Uh, so when I first got into the business, it was all about getting rich and making money. Um, that was that was my goal and about a year and a half into um, being a real estate investor was when I was on my knees giving my heart to Christ and it changed everything and I remembered then in that moment um, after just recognizing and realizing how my life had changed I was delivered from alcoholism I was delivered from pornography almost uh, immediately and um, at that moment then is when I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. This business is about people. It's about you. And it's no longer about me. And that changed everything. Um, I, the way I saw the business, the way that I approached the business, the, even, uh, the, the money I made, I was willing to just part with it all and give it all away. Cause I started making so much money. I couldn't, couldn't spend it all myself. And, and was just freely giving it away. And so I just watched this thing just flourish and blossom and it, and it just became something really, really awesome. Um, so along with that comes notoriety. Now people from all over the country wanted to know what I was doing. And they started flying in to Baltimore. They started emailing me, they were calling me. People wanted to sit down with me, have breakfast, have lunch, have dinner. And I just wanted to give back. I was helping every single person who reached out to me. I would meet with anybody who was reaching out to me. And it started to get overwhelming. And so I decided that I was going to write a book. I had no, no intentions of ever becoming an author. I had no intentions of ever becoming a teacher. I just had a heart for wanting to help people. And when I wrote my first book, Wholesaling for Quick Cash, I was just completely blown away. Um, there was someone who 
took on uh, that project of selling it for me and, and wanted to handle all of that. And I had made $34,000 the very first week of selling that book. And wow. I was just completely blown away. Like, wow, what, what just happened? Uh, the next thing I knew, um, you know, people were coming to me and asking me to teach events. And I said, I'm never going to teach an event. I'm never going to stand in front of the room. I'm not going to do that. And before long, I was teaching events because the demand was just there and more people wanted to learn from me. And the one thing was I always use my events uh, on, on the third day of my events, the last day, I would always bribe everybody with breakfast to come on out and let me share my testimony with them. And, uh, and so they would come on out for breakfast and I would share my testimony. And we had people coming to real estate events and giving their hearts to the Lord mm. right there at those events. Mm. So a couple of years into it, um, I started to see things that I didn't like. Uh, I started seeing some of my most successful students having issues in their marriages and having problems with their families. And that was really breaking my heart to, to start seeing that. And I started wrestling with, Lord, I, I can't be doing this if this is what it's going to lead to. I don't want to be the instrument that's helping people, you know, build up this business that's destroying something that is important to you. And then I wrestled with, but on the other hand, there's people who are coming to my events and they're giving their hearts to you. What am I supposed to do here? What, you know, and, and, uh, was really just constantly in prayer about that. And there was one week I had two gentlemen who came to me. One of them was 19 years old. He had just become a father and the other one was in his forties. He had four kids married for 15, 20 years. And both of them were saying, Steve, I want you to help me to become a millionaire. And I started changing the way that I was approaching it now, along with this wrestling, I started asking them why. And I said, why do you want to become a millionaire? And they both had the exact same response. Both of them said so that they could be a better father and a better husband. And I just said to both of them, I said, guys, you don't need a million dollars to be a better father or a better husband. And they were both argumentative and said, no, Steve, you don't understand. And I said, no, I, I do understand. You know, if you want to be a better father, you just need to do what good fathers do. You need to make the time for your kids. You need to pour into them. You don't need money to do that. That's a decision that you can make. And neither one of them really wanted to hear that. And a week later, I was off at a, a Young Life camp. We were Young Life supporters. And I was over you know, on the side of the lake just having quiet time and praying about the, the situation with these two guys. And, and in that moment, I just said, Lord, what is it about this word life and air? Or this word millionaire? What is it about the word millionaire that just grips people that they feel like this is what they need to have? And it was in that moment that the Lord just put it on my heart, what they really want to be as a life and air. And, mm. and that word has been a blessing and a curse to me every day, a blessing and a burden ever since, because, uh, I have never gone a moment or a day without thinking about what does it mean to be a life and air or how do I help people to be a life and air and to live the abundant life that you came for them to give. Mm. There's, a billion questions I can't wait to ask. That's an incredible testimony. And I'm so thankful that God has changed your life and, and the impact that you're making. T tell us real quick, kind of where life and air at is as far as kind of members or where God has grown that now from that, from there to where it is today. What, what does life and air look like? 
Um, it's hard for me to even say because Lifener is now impacting people layers beyond me. Mm -hmm. We start to hear stories now that, you know, this person who you shared Lifener with has shared it with this person who now shared it with this person and their marriage was just, you know, salvaged as a result of that. They were on the verge of divorce, but because of this chain of events that took place, their life has been changed. So we don't know how far the impact has really gone. Um, the immediate impact that we have, I mean, thousands of people that we have been able to pour into and to change their lives. Today as an organization, we have approximately, it's a little over 300 people who we are coaching um, through one of our coaches or myself directly coaching them. Um, we have a community that's thousands of people, um, but throughout the, the years, we have built up coaches and, and have sent them off to go out there and just go make a difference and to just pour into people. Um, I wrote a book called Life and Air, and we, we haven't done any marketing of the book, but the book just continues to sell. Uh, we were just trying to estimate the other day how many copies of the book are in print and our best estimation because you can't really keep up with it but our best estimation right now and i feel really good about the numbers there's about thirty thousand copies of the wow. book in print and that just happens without any marketing it's almost all word of mouth where people are buying it sharing it with other people wow that's so cool man i love hearing that um if you want some help with marketing how we can blow that up let's talk man I, that that's uh that's amazing um so where to go, Steve, where to go? I think most people are listening to this and thinking, okay, well, what the heck's life in there? How do I start? You know, well, what about financial freedom or, you know, having money? And, and what if I don't have, you know, all the questions that come to my mind, well, what if I don't have enough money to take care of my family or be with my family, right? There's this a million questions that come up. I'm sure, you know, lives of those two young men that you were pouring into. So what then, you know, in your company, in this business, in this framework, what's the first step? What does this really look like then? So the first thing that we do is we help people to come up with a vision for their life. Uh, we find that most people don't have a clue of what they want out of life. In fact, if I stand in front of a room of 100 people, say 100 real estate investors, and if I were to ask all 100 of them to share their vision for life with me, uh, most of them in there would say that they do have a vision for their lives. And I will tell you that none of them do. Mm. Um, when they sit there and they think about what they want out of life, they start to think about their balance sheet. They start to think about how much passive income they want, how many rental properties they want, how much cash flow they want. And few, if any of them ever think about what would they do if they had all of that, mm. they, they're not thinking about life. And so um, you know, one of the key verses, the biblical verses that's behind this is John 10, 10, where the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And Jesus says that he has come that they may have life, and they may have it to the full, or they may have abundant life. And when you, you know, a lot of people like to really focus on the abundant side of that, and they don't pay attention to the thief has come to steal, to kill and destroy. And what he has come to steal, kill and destroy is life. He has come to take away what Jesus has come to give. And one of the ways that I feel that uh, he most, the, his most effective way of doing that is by most people, especially in the United States, pursuing this American dream. And, you know, I call it a distorted American dream. 
Um, most people just by default feel like what life is all about is going in and accumulating stuff and doing whatever you need to do to get it as quickly as you can because it's the good life. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and thank you for your support for this show. We have surpassed the 10,000 download mark, and I want to personally thank you and show you my commitment to continue helping you build great businesses that advance God's kingdom. I'd like to give you a couple exclusive resources for absolutely free, just as a way to say thank you to help you in this great endeavor. The first is going to be a video masterclass with three heroes and mentors of mine. The first one is John Rulin, who is the author of Giftology. Jordan Rayner is a serial entrepreneur and best-selling author of Called to Create and Master of One. And he has a special video for us. And then Vinny Fisher, who is the CEO of Fully Accountable and founder of multiple eight-figure businesses. An incredible, an incredible resource for other CEOs and business owners. And then secondly, our very own Kingdom Capitalist devotional, a 10-day study to help you draw closer to God and find more purpose in your work. I'm so pumped to get these 10K gifts to you. All you have to do if you want these gifts is text the word KINGDOM to 55444. That's it. Text the word KINGDOM to 55444. One more time. Text the word KINGDOM to 55444, and you will get these awesome resources delivered to you for free. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you, and since I know you love this show, I can't wait to get these 10K bonuses to you as well. Thanks again. All right, let's get back to the show. And instead of having a vision for their lives, they're letting the world write that vision for them. They don't even think about what it is that they really want. They don't even consult with God to say, God, what do you want for my life? What do you want me to do? We live in a world that says, hey, as soon as you get out of high school, you know, it would be wise for you to go to college so you can get a better job and make more money and buy nicer stuff. And most people just go right on down that path and, and start to do it. Before long, they wake up one day and they wonder, where did, what happened with my life? Where did it all go? Um, I've been doing everything right. I've been doing everything I believe to be right. And I don't have the life that I thought I was going to have. And so what we've come to realize is that most people never even thought about what they do want. Mm. And we find this happening in marriages where marriages are falling apart. And it's usually two people who were well-intentioned, believing that they were doing the right things. And they ended up giving their hearts to something else. They ended up serving something different. They serve, they serve money. They serve the world rather than, than, than serving God. And so to just back up, we start out by saying, stop letting the world write your vision for you. Stop having your parents tell you what your life should look like. Stop living you know, in competition with your college buddies or your siblings, but instead sit down and get in touch with what is it that you really want out of life? What does the life that, you know, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? What would your life look like? And so to just give a contrast to try to put all of this into context is most of the world goes out and works for 35, 40, 45 years in hopes that one day they can live the good life. And life and error, we say, you know what? I'm going to live the good life now, and I'm going to work along the way, but I'm not going to wait 35, 40, 45 years to finally live the good life. That day might never come, and mm. I don't want to live a life of regrets. I can start to live life today. I can experience abundance today. I don't have to wait until someday. And so... Um, 
money is important to us. I love making money. I love having money, but I'm not going to make living life contingent upon having money. If I don't have enough to do some extravagant things, I'm going to find another way to be able to experience life and to experience relationship and to, to have rich times with those who are close to me and not put that off until someday when I have more money, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So starting with vision, is it as simple as just asking the question, what do you want in life? It's not quite that simple. Um, we actually take people through a three-day workshop to help them to develop their vision and an action plan to go along with that to begin to make it happen. But uh, digging through all the layers and the years and years of conditioning that people have already had, um, it, it's not easy. Um, there's a lot of times, you know, there's laughter, there's tears, there's everything during those events as people are wrestling with this. And uh, we help people to get in touch, back in touch with who it is that they really are and to get down to the core of, you know, who God is calling them to be. And, uh, and sometimes that's a very emotional process because they've lost touch of who that person is. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've just become robotic in this, well, I got to go work every day to make more money so one day we can have a good life. And to, to peel through all those layers is not as simple as just asking that question. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, because we're both in the real estate world, I want to ask you about this. Let's go back to those two men who said, whose whole idea was like, no, I need a million dollars or just let's, let's, instead of using a million, let's use a word that I hear a lot. And I know you do too, is financial freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And this pursuit of financial freedom, having enough cash flow coming in, you know, from investments to, because it should be free from any type of finances. And that seems like the pursuit towards happiness in a lot of the circles that I know we have both, um, at least in the business world, grown up in. What is your answer to that? Or, or if someone comes into your community and, and you know you were spoke of these real estate things, where does that fit into the vision of life and air? This idea of really building a business or creating financial freedom. I mean, where does that piece of finance come into it? Because I know that's got to be most people's, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, initial kind of barrier to think about that. So what, what is the, okay. what is the answer to that? We could talk about that for hours. So instead I'm going to share with you one of the, the principles that we focus on It's called prosperity through simplicity. And uh, you see, when we come out of high school, you know, life is pretty simple. You know, think of a, if a 19 year old uh, goes out and gets a job and they're making $40,000 a year, they're typically on top of the world they've got more money and they know what to do with and life is grand. It's great. And they can do all kinds of things. And in the scheme of things, uh, by the time you get more advanced in life, $40,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money. And one of the reasons why it doesn't is because of what we start to do. Once we start making money, we start going into debt to create a lifestyle and we start accumulating more debts and we, we complicate life and we put ourselves into a position where, life is so complicated that we're trading so much of our lives to make money in order to sustain that lifestyle. So to put things into perspective, after I had come out of the failed restaurant business, I had, I lost everything. I didn't have, I didn't have anything, but along with that, I also didn't have a lot of obligations on a monthly basis. About $2,000 a month was all I needed. And so to put that into perspective, 2000 a month, let's just say $25,000 a year. Um, I could get by and my needs would be met. Doesn't sound like a lot. Um, but when I 
really started hitting it big in real estate investing. Um, this I'm going to go back to 2001. In January of 2001, I made $40,000 in one month. The following month, I made $60,000. In March, I made $70,000. These are substantial months. My needs at that time were $25,000 a year. And so life was good. Life was very <laughs> simple. I had more money than I knew what to do with, and life was simple. Then I did everything that I was supposed to do. Uh, you know, I went and I sought counsel. I went to uh, my, my pastor referred an estate planner to me. He referred an accountant to me. He referred other business owners because I wanted to do the right thing with all this money that I was making. And so the first things that they told me to do, they said, Steve, you need to buy yourself a, 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 a nice home. You know, you're making great money. You need the write-offs. You know, go buy yourself a nice home. So I was a single guy. I went off. I bought a five-bedroom, five-bath house on five acres of property in one of Baltimore's nicest neighborhoods. Um, they said, you know, it's okay for you to have a vacation home too. So I went and got a, a mountain home in North Carolina. I um, started building up my rental portfolio and I was doing everything that they told me to do. And, you know, I went in a very short period of time, a little over three years, I went from having zero in assets to over $7 million in assets. And so on the outside, everything was looking great. Everybody was just, you know, saying everything Steve does is turning to gold. It's awesome. And, you know, follow him and do what he's doing. And, and I just, I just did what they told me to do. But what I came to recognize was that my life wasn't getting any better. I started working a lot more. I started stressing a lot more. I was losing sleep at night. During that time, I did get married. My relationship with my wife was deteriorating. Um, uh, you know, early in this process, I was extremely generous. I had so much money. I was just giving it all away because I, I didn't need it. Now, when people were coming to me and asking me, uh, you know, if, if they could give, I started getting grumpy about it. And I started, you know, wondering why do they always come to me? Why can't they go to somebody else? And, and, uh, you know, just a few short years earlier, I took joy in giving. And then all of a sudden I find myself one day, I'm like, what happened? Where, where did all of this go? And then I came to realize this, just a few short years earlier, and I feel very blessed that I had that experience, my needs were so little. I only needed $25,000 a year. I, was, I made that in the first three weeks of the year. The rest of the year, I could do whatever I wanted to do with the money. But that same $25,000 that would get me through, through uh, a year, just three short years earlier, would only get me through two weeks when I did everything that I was supposed to do. I now needed forty-five to $50,000 a month to get by. I was doing it. I was bringing that kind of money in. I was making it. But the pressure and the stress of having to do that and having to perform at that level month after month, you know, for however many years to come, really became wearing. And it, and it was at the expense of me getting out there and doing a whole lot more work. And so um, I wanted to get back to where I was. I wanted that simplicity. And so I made a decision that I was going to eliminate all of that stuff that I had brought into my life that was now robbing me of my joy, that was now demanding that I perform at those levels. And so what I had learned during that time was I was actually happier and I was really living and experiencing life when I was in a cheap little condo versus having the big, beautiful house. The, the, the beautiful house is awesome to show off and to bring people to. But when I came to recognize that that was actually robbing me of my joy and, and it was requiring me to 
work more and it was requiring me to consider whether or not I was charitable or if I was going to be giving or if I was going to serve um, when, when it was bringing, you know, the robbing me of the joy of giving, but instead I was grumpy about it. Like, stop asking me, I got bills to pay. Um, I knew I didn't want that anymore. Yeah. And what I truly wanted was the freedom to be able to experience life and having what the world says is a great life was actually taking that freedom away from me. Mm. And so I came to realize that the American dream was, was every person who I saw counsel from came to the same conclusion. They didn't ask me what I wanted out of life. They just made the assumption that life was accumulating more and increasing my net worth. But not one person said, Steve, we'll help you with this, but what do you want to do with your life? Um, Instead, it was follow this plan, give your life to the plan and your, your net worth will increase. And so hopefully that, I'm, that makes sense what I'm sharing there. Like just daggers, I'm sure. All, you're, just, you're just spitting out daggers for people's hearts right now. I think um, a huge takeaway right there is do we define life by what we are accumulating, right? Is life all about accumulation? And I think that is the world's framework, right? more we accumulate, the more life we experience. And I love how you just put that. Like, actually, the more you accumulated, the more that sucked the life out of you and really gave you the freedom to really go and live that life. So, dude, I think that's awesome. Let me ask you this. Is there a, by the way, I love the way this show is going. We are just, I mean, our mission to really help people advance God's kingdom through their life and their business. This is awesome. Um, Is there a better, like, is there a best place to start when it comes to really creating a vision, implementing what I mean is like, we often help people work on their business first because it's the easiest thing to take action on than like, you know, getting into their marriage or their kids or, you know, their personal finances. So I guess I'm, I'm asking you like, is there a best place to start or is it starting all at once? I mean, what do you, what do you think about that as far well, as key areas? And you're talking about key areas of life or just business yeah. versus life? No, so, I mean, key areas of life in general. I mean, in, you know, business is part of that for sure. So we take, when we take people through the process, the first thing that we really start having them do is we, we, we take them through exercises like writing your eulogy and, and, and uh, you know, what do you want your children's lives to look like? And, what happens when people go through that process is their values that their deep core values start to come out in the writing of these things. And then we want them then from that point to begin to evaluate, are you living a life that's reflective of the values that you desire to live? Um, and, and if not, we need to begin to start making changes. And, and we have people look at all different elements of their lives. There's like 11 different elements that we explore, and that's not uh, an exhaustive list. People can come up with more than that. But we do anything from spiritual to family to your marriage to your hobbies to um, personal gratification, what, what brings you personal gratification to no regrets, charitable, all, all different aspects of life that they would begin to start evaluating. But we have them determine what's the most important to them. Mm -hmm. We don't write their vision for them. They've had people write their vision for them all their lives. And our goal is to just step out of that 
and give them an opportunity for the first time in their life to be the one who makes the decision of what mm -hmm. their life should look like and not have that influenced by somebody mm -hmm. else. That's very well said. Yeah. I'm going to pause you real quick because I want to ask you this. I know we got limited time here. Tell me a story. I think this is so much harder once you've accumulated to go back. You know, it's just like anything. It, I want to hear a story of someone who, I mean, most of our audience are business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs. They are doing well, right? It's the hard thing is like, okay, how do I go back to that simplicity? So is there someone who comes to mind that you can talk about? you know, who, who really like yourself, kind of like your story, who had it all and who's kind of come through your program and is, you know, become a life and heir and not after he's already become a millionaire, yeah. right? Instead of, I want to become a millionaire, you converted to a life and heir. No, I'm already a millionaire or I'm already a billionaire and I've really been transformed to be a life and heir. So, yeah. And I, as we speak right now, and I, I'm not going to use his real name, but the personal, he has a very, very active podcast. He's very, very well known, um, been in life and air now for about three or four years. And in the first year or so was very, very difficult. Um, it was even hard for him to embrace the principles or the concepts that we're teaching. He knew that there was something to it and it spoke to him to the point where he wanted to be invested in it. He, 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 was, he showed up all the time, he made every call, he showed up for every retreat that we do, but he really wrestled with the idea of, I've got this big following, I have this tremendous success, I can't go out to the world and tell the world that I'm gonna unwind some of the things that I've done, what will they think of me? And you know, when somebody says that to me, I say, is it their life or is it yours? Mm -hmm. You know, which, which life is it that you really want? Who are you living for? Are you living for you or are you living for them? Now, I do want to qualify that we're not telling people to go backwards. Um, most of the time when we pick people up, whether they have money or not, they were going in the wrong direction. We're turning them around and getting them moving uh, toward where they should be going. They're moving toward the life that they want to have. And sometimes it feels like they're moving backwards. And that's a hard thing for people to do, to feel like, hey, I've been doing this. I've been on this track. I've been moving in this direction. So long story short, this one guy who has this very successful podcast and it's predicated on the deals and everything that he does. Um, he talks about the deals. He talks about the volume of the deals that he does. Has completely changed his tune now. His podcasts are all about, hey, guys, you don't need to be out there dominating the market and giving your whole life to this. Instead, you need to be focused on your quality of your life and let's design the life that you want to live. Let's know what that life is so that we can design your business to serve that lifestyle instead of giving your life to the business and hoping that it will give it back someday. So for him, the things that he has done in just the last year or so, he's, he uh, has really changed his tune and doesn't care so much what other people think anymore. He's more focused on, no, this is the life that I want to live. He, he was bold and taking some steps. Uh, he actually sold his house, which was beyond what they could really afford, but it did look good and it served well for, you know, being a guy who runs a podcast and, and having a big fancy house. Uh, he decided to sell that. Um, he, uh, instead of building a big giant rental portfolio, he has just a uh, a few rentals that he owns free and clear that uh, whether somebody is in them or not, it's not, he, he never has negative cash flow, but he just has it's all positive cash flow. And it's simple because the portfolio is small, um, has a ton of cash in the bank. They're actually renting a house right now. And literally I had a coaching call with him yesterday and uh, 
And he said, uh, he started talking to me about what he wants to do with the money that he has. He never had money before. When I first talked to him, it was always in and out as fast as it came in. And, uh, and now he has money and it's accumulating and he's got hundreds of thousands in the bank and he's asking me, so, you know, we're thinking about doing this. And I said, well, forgive me, but the last time we spoke, your vision said that you guys are going to save up for your dream home and you were going to wait until you could pay for your dream home cash. Now you want to use that money for something else. And he said, well, something's changed. I said, well, what's changed? He said, we've been living this simple life now and we're renting and we like it. He said, it is so much simpler and it's so much easier that we think we could do this for quite some time. <laughs> and, um, and so this is a guy who, it's, his podcast is still thriving today. And, I, uh, and the sense is that people are now respecting him more because he's coming out and being mm -hmm. real about what has been taking place and what's been happening. But he really, really he struggled with it for at least a year um, before he started taking steps. And it takes a while. Most people, once they do start taking steps, it takes anywhere from one to two years before they start seeing major changes in their lives. And they really start to experience that. But the same guy who was trying to dominate and push and say, do more and more and more today was telling yesterday was telling me, we think we like renting and this is simple. And Steve, let me ask you this last question on the, uh, this is so powerful. Man. That's an amazing story. Um, perfect example. To, to wrap this up, this idea of a life in air, you know, this is the kingdom capitalist show and you're such, such a man of guy yourself. How have you seen this really advance God's kingdom? Like how does becoming a life in air and really living in this framework this mentality you know what i mean like how is this really part of the kingdom how, how is this really bringing glory to god when we begin to think about life and abundance in this way instead of the way the world thinks about it you know one of the things that uh i that i am most passionate about is the what we're able to do with people's marriages and families I mean, God loves it. You know, that he's the one who instituted marriage. Um, it's ordained by him. It's something he doesn't like to see fall apart. He doesn't like to see dysfunctional families. And, uh, you know, we have so much of that in the United States where it is just falling apart. And it is falling apart, not because people are not getting along or because um, they, they entered into that marriage because they wanted to get divorced. They were doing all of the right things and the world is lying to them. And when we can sit here and we can begin to show couples that they're actually on the same page and when we can help men to see that my business should be to serve my family, not for me to serve my business at the expense of my family. Uh, when we can begin to just change and that, that shift their thinking, it's making a huge difference. We're mm. watching marriages be restored. We're watching families being restored. We're watching uh, people take their businesses uh, I challenge our, our clients. I know that you say that you want to bring glory to God, you know, with your business, but most of you are running your business. And then with the outcome, you want to bring glory to God. In other words, you want to make enough money so you can give. I say, are you bringing glory to God with every process in your business, with every aspect of your business? Are you looking at your business as a way to minister to your employees? Are you looking at your business as a way to change the world and make a difference in the world, not just mm -hmm. make more money so you can give more. And so, so we're 
we're, we're always just everything that we can bring God deeper into is what we want to do. And, and so we do bring this message to a secular world. And, you know, my goal is to help people to come up with a vision for their life. I know that ultimately they need a God-centered vision. That's going to be the only one that really works is a God-centered vision. But some people come to us and their very first vision is, I want to have tens of millions of dollars. I want a Lamborghini in the garage. I want a big boat. I want the big house. I want the hot wife. They want all this stuff. And you know what? That's their vision. I'm, my job is to help them get what it is that they want. Um, I know that as they begin to move down that path, and we have seen it, that all of a sudden they start to realize how empty it is. And then they come back and we can have other conversations. And they say, well, you know, what's really important to me is I want a good relationship with my mm -hmm. wife. And we watch that transition. And ultimately, we want people to discover that for themselves with our leading rather than us telling them what their life should be. And so we have watched and seen many people come in and actually just in, in the room on their knees, giving their hearts to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's such an awesome blessing to be able to That's see awesome, and experience man. that and be a part of it. Listen, I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> this has been so great. I, uh, I hate that we have to end this. So, but I, it doesn't, I mean, you're doing this full time. You help tons of people. If people want to learn more about life in air or get in touch with you, where can they go? Well, one of the things that I would highly recommend because it does a better job than I can even do it is just read the Life Nair book. Uh, it is basically a business allegory. It's an easy read. People love to read it. Um, it is a book that couples are reading together or one reads it and shares it with their spouse and tells them to read it. Um, uh, we get great reviews. I hate, and I don't want to be the person to sit here and say it's a great book because I wrote it. But on the other hand, I'll just tell you what other people say. Other people say it's a great book. And then uh, just encouraging people to be a part of the LifeNair community. They can download the LifeNair app. I'm just all about pouring into people. People have questions about this whole process or anything. I'm there for them. And we just have a community where you can come in, ask questions. It's other people who are walking the same path. And uh, we're there for you. And it doesn't cost anything to be a part of it. It's just fire away, join the community, ask questions, and we're there for you. Where do they get the book at, Steve? Uh, Amazon is one of the places they can go. Any bookstore, you can go and order it. They tend not to have it on the shelves, um, but uh, they will order it for you. So, you know, any of the online booksellers, you can get it. I'll put a link in the show notes for that Amazon book. And in the app, they can just find that on the app store, I'm sure. Um, hey man, thank you again. This has been so awesome folks. If you enjoyed this, uh, you, you gotta take a screenshot of this episode and share this with a friend. Um, help them understand this message of life and air and kingdom capitalism. Um, please screenshot, tag us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, follow us there. And, uh, thanks for being such an awesome, uh, host our guest, Steve. Thanks for an awesome audience. Everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank Cheers. you. Have a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.